Shegulola Salami. Um, it's the Shegulola Salami show, a podcast show set in a virtual cafe. Um, I hope you are all doing very well. Um, the last few days have been pretty um, uneventful, so I have nothing interesting to share with you today. But I'm hoping that I do have someone who's got some interesting stuff to share with us, and maybe you will learn something new today to at least you know discover a new book, right? Anyway, so who have I got here with me today? This is Z Newell, just like the letter Z for my first name, and I am an author and a speaker. I have a couple of books out, but the most recent that I really am excited to share today is called Ignite Your Magnificence, and I'm happy to be here today. Well, it's nice to meet you, Z Newell. Um, I always find it interesting, um, the American way of always going by um, initials. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm RJ, I'm BJ. I mean, other people do it, but I find that Americans do it the most. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. um, So what does the Z in your name stand for? The Z is actually my middle name. It stands for Zarathustra, which is a character out of Friedrich Nietzsche's philosophy. He's a German philosopher. But what it means to me is the over... Zarathustra is about the creative destruction of the self. And what that means is in any given moment, I can become larger than I was. I can become more creative and different than I have been in the past. And so it's a name that I actually gave to myself. And in large part, it is reflected in this book, which I I joke about as taking me 62 years to write because that's the age that I am. But the truth is that it has taken me 62 years to get to the place of sharing what I've learned in my life to hopefully help other people become more magnificent in their lives. Right. That sounds, that sounds very um, interesting. So remind me, what did you say the title of your book is again? The title is Ignite Your Magnificence. It can be found on Amazon and on Kindle and in books and eventually in, in bookstores far and wide, hopefully. And in this book, it really is a guide to working with, learning how to work with our head and our heart. You know, there's a lot of systems out there. There's a lot of philosophies out there about how to approach life. But one thing that's true for everyone is we have a head and we have a heart. And often there's tension or confusion that arises between them. And so what I've tried to do is display through stories and a little bit of theory, how people can better understand what's going on inside of them as they try to make their decisions in life. You know, there's a, there's a saying, uh, I don't know if you say it over there, but we do over here, it's all good. Have you ever heard that expression? Yes, yes I have. Okay, well in my book what I talk about is, it's all good until it's not. I heard a young man say that one day, and I thought, oh my gosh, isn't that the truth? You know, we say it's all good as if everything's hunky-dory, and we sort of slide things under the rug. Oh, it's okay. It's all good. But the truth is that either underneath or in a lot of times, it's really not. And what are you going to do 
when when the the uh, you know the shit Why hits you the fan. Going off? Uh, I'll, I'll oh I'm sorry that's I'll turn that right off not a problem. Um, so it is becomes a question of um, how are we going to deal with our head and our hearts so that we can best approach life and decisions that we have to make. Does that make sense? You sort of tailed off. Um, I'm guessing you moved away. I, I couldn't hear. Okay. You. So it's uh, how to make decisions using our head and our heart, which to listen to, how to get rid of the confusion of those stories that are in our head that sometimes get in the way of acting from our heart and our place of passion. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Um, so what, um, did you cover specific um, action points? Well, I introduce a concept I call MQ. Most people are familiar with IQ, and a lot of people are familiar with EQ, which is emotional intelligence or emotional quotient. Um, have you heard about that a little bit? I have indeed, yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, for people who haven't, it's simply that intelligence of the mind is one thing but intelligence of emotions is my ability to be self-aware how am i feeling in this moment what thoughts are running through my head and can i step away from myself to observe and notice what's going on inside of me so the key mq stands for magnificence quotient which is another level of using self-awareness that comes from the EQ, emotional intelligence, and combining it with the passion of our heart. So a simple way to look at it is, if I, uh, let's say I have a vision that is emanating, originating from my heart, and it looks like a giant V, literally, coming from my heart and going up into infinity. All the things in your life that you want to really accomplish, whatever those may be, in relationship, in work, in, in joy in your life, all of the beautiful things that your heart wants to have. But what happens is, as our heart is sending that energy out to the universe, so to speak, and trying to make things happen in the world, it hits this umbrella in our mind, these stories that stop us. They tell us, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough to do this. Uh, so those stories get in the way of us living from this place of our heart. And what I try to demonstrate and, and, and teach a little bit in the book is how to step away from yourself and begin to observe what's happening in a good, compassionate way. Uh, I call it the watcher. Imagine that you have sort of a little person standing on your shoulder or right behind you that's noticing, oh, I'm getting upset right now. Oh, I'm getting impatient right now. Oh, I'm getting angry right now. The moment that you begin to notice that you're getting angry, what happens is very subtle shift you move away from your anger just a little bit. I'm just using that as an example. You move away just a little bit, you detach yourself a little bit in the act of noticing by this, this watcher, this self-awareness, and that is what's going to ultimately help you to get out of the stories in your head and focus more on what's happening in your heart.
Does that make sense? It does indeed, actually. It does indeed. Okay. So the, uh, these, these uh, in the book, actually, I talk about something that happened to me years ago uh, when I was younger. I ate some um, improperly canned food and I got botulism, which is a very serious uh, food poisoning. You don't throw up and that, that kind of thing. What happens is you, I got paralyzed. So I was in the hospital for several months on a ventilator. Wow. I wasn't able to move or speak. Uh, I was fully conscious with everybody moving around me, but I couldn't communicate. Now imagine yourself in that situation where, first of all, you know, there's a lot of frustration and fear and all kinds of things going on, but it helped me to learn how to observe what was going on in myself. The, the scientific research actually shows that each of us has 50 to 60,000 thoughts per day in go through our mind. You know, I need to tie my shoelaces or what's the temperature or you're thinking about something that's going to happen in the future or something that was happening in the past. So 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day, it is quite a bit of activity in that little brain of ours. To be able to step away from that and quiet that or notice what's happening and separate that from what's happening in your, it, so it doesn't get in the way of this, your heart sourced vision is something that we have to cultivate. We have to actually begin to observe, you know, well, how am I feeling and what am I thinking and, and how can I straighten all of this out, you know? Now, so after the paralysis, um, I was very frustrated. It took me months and months to recover. And they told me I wouldn't be able to do anything for about a year. And one day I woke up and I was very upset about that. And my young daughter said, what's the matter, daddy? You know, she's like three. And what's the matter? And I said, I, I just can't do anything. And she said, yes, you can. And I got up and it was a cold morning and I, I, I wandered out to the barn. I shuffled out to the barn. On the way out, there was, a, there was a hammer on the table there by the door. I don't know why, but I picked it up. And now picture like a 90-year-old man, which I'm not, walking out to the barn, hanging onto this hammer swinging that I could barely lift. When I went into the barn, my horse was there and, and I noticed this nail on a post. Now bear with me here because I said hello to the horse for the first time in months and I saw this nail and then I knew why I had picked up that hammer. It was to hammer the nail into the post. Now this may not sound very significant, but it took all the effort that I had to raise that hammer with both hands and swing and swing and swing until finally I was able to drive that nail into the post. And that was an aha moment for me. You know, we have these aha moments in our life. And for me, it, I realized that, wow, this is one little activity, but it was huge because I had been completely paralyzed. So to accomplish this magnificent feat was really something. And it was in that moment that I realized, wow, this is not a, an international nail driving competition. You don't have all these people lined up trying to see who can drive the nails faster and harder. No, it was about 
who am I, where have I been, and where am I going, and what small step can I take? And that's a central concept in this book. Never compare yourself to anyone else. You know, you do these podcasts, and and the goal each day is to do one that's more interesting and intriguing and, and to enlighten your audience and, and, and share information from your guests. It's not about, is your podcast better or worse than anybody else's is just about what you do to bring magnificence to your show and your guests and your audience. It's the same thing with that nail. And it's the same thing in people's life. The minute we start comparing ourselves to other people, we begin to doubt ourselves. Okay. And so in the book, ignite your magnificence on Amazon, you can get it in ignite your magnificence. I talk about, the three-headed mind monster. And that consists of our self-doubt, our limiting beliefs, and our fear. And those three things completely can paralyze us. The fears coming from the outside in, what's going to happen here in the world, the self-doubt from the inside out, and the limiting beliefs are sort of that umbrella of things that I just can't see beyond. Have you ever experienced those things in your life? Um, not a lot of the time, but yes, I can, I can totally imagine, you know, the situation. Yes. Yeah. So people do, they get paralyzed by this. And um, so, so, so let me get, let me just tell a quick, quick little snippet to give an example of this MQ formula that I talk about in the book, the magnificence quotient formula. So, This is true. A friend of mine came home and uh, he's a carpenter and he was very upset at his girlfriend. He came home yelling. He said, he said, did you take my tape measure from my toolbox? I was trying to finish a job and I didn't have it. She said, yes, I was measuring for curtains. He said, don't do that again. It cost me an extra hour at work. And he started to get really, really, really angry. And suddenly he told me he suddenly saw himself as if he was standing from outside of himself looking down and he saw himself getting angry and this quiet came over him and he in without words it's like he said to himself look at how angry you are is this the kind of person you want to be and he just got quiet and then he could feel his heart and how much he loved this person that he was screaming at and he simply stopped and said I'm sorry for yelling. I just was upset about the tape measure. I love you. Here, you take the good tape measure. I'll take back the greasy one. And please, let's just um, return my tools and 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 move move on. Okay. So, in that moment, he was able to step aside and see himself, sweep away all the stories in his head and his anger, and just allow himself to listen to his heart speak about what he really wanted, which was to be in better relationship with that person. So the MQ, and that was an aha moment for him. And this that sounded a, like an out of body experience. Yes, almost. So it's, so if you, so the book is about finding these little micro aha moments in your life. So you know, you and I had a rough start to this podcast today because we were off schedule and thankfully you were able to rearrange things and here we are. And I appreciate that. But I 
had to do the same thing. Notice how angry I was. I was getting upset. Yeah. And I, you know, to be able to notice that and then stop and apologize and move forward in a good way. So these are the things that make our life go more smoothly in the small aha moments that are all around us in our relationships with other people. So in the book, Ignite Your Magnificence, that's exactly what I'm talking about. How to do that, how to practice is that in good times and in bad so that when when you say it's all good but it's really not you have a tool to fall back on to make your life go a little more smoothly and that's what i'm hoping people will get from this book be able to look at themselves be compassionate um, toward themselves and take a step into their magnificence no, I can actually say that, you know, your, what you've written in your book does make sense. And because, you know, you referenced, you know, our one. So we're in different time zones, right? And um, Z got, um, I'm guessing the time zone converter that he used, you know, gave him the wrong time. And so I was waiting almost an hour for him to come on and he was going oh yes that's really bad communication and I'm like seriously <laughs> um yeah one of the I things that I appreciated about him which right and there are few human beings in this world that I would say this about I think it takes a certain type of human being to just sort of assess the situation slow down calm down and apologize because we might think saying I'm sorry might be, a lot of people think of it as this major thing, but when you say I'm sorry and, you know, can we just put this behind us? It actually solves a lot of problems because, you know, when he was going, oh, you've got bad communication skills. And I'm like, I'm, what, what? I'm, I was like, okay, we'll see how we're going to get this done. But immediately he just, I was like, you know what? Just let it go. And, you think, and so he's living what he says in his book, which, you know, I can totally, it takes a special type of person for, to be able to do that. So I can totally relate to what you're saying in your book. Well, thank you. So thank you. And th thank you for that. And, you know, really, I want people, I want this to be a practical guide for people on how to cultivate this watcher in themselves. It's really uh, like a lot of people will meditate. I meditate, okay? A lot of people meditate, but the problem, the thing is they, they wait for that moment to go off in the quiet to meditate and, and get in touch with themselves. But the real key is to be able to access that peace, that quiet, that self-awareness in the middle of the storm. Okay, yeah. I, I, I used to be a massage therapist and I called my business Vortex Massage, find the calm within your storm. Life is a storm for many of us. The challenges every single day, financial, you know, physical, family, relationships, work, stress, it's a lot to get through this life as a human being. And if you can develop these tools that I describe in the MQ formula to be your friend and get through these small situations, then you know what? It, it shifts everything and, it, and makes you happier, really. Yeah. But quick question, though, because when I heard you say magnificent um, quotient, right, what I sort of imagined from the term it's like someone going in front of a mirror and just looking oh i'm magnificent i am you know and it was i imagined it as being something very vain so how do you like what exactly is that magnificence like because the way you've explained it and the term they don't seem to align in my head yes it's no it's it's not uh it, it's kind of 
magnificence from the inside out. If you stop comparing yourself to everybody else and you and you stop and look and say, what is it about me that's unique and and different? And what is it about me that can that become even greater, just like the Zarathustra piece? What is it like? Let's just say I want to become a more patient person. Okay, I may not be as patient as the next person down the road, but if I can become more magnificent in my patience one little step at a time, uh, then it's just about becoming something greater than you are in the moment. It's not lining you up in front of the mirror with a hundred other people and saying, I look more magnificent than them. It's, I am standing here in my magnificence. You know, some people think of it as their spirit or God or whatever, um, but it's about your ability to shine in your uniqueness and own that. That's what it's really about. That makes so a I, lot of sense. Yeah. So MQ, I would like MQ to become a household word, just like IQ and for a lot of people, EQ in the work world specifically, and then MQ so that they can be proud and feel good about themselves, stop beating themselves up with these stories that they're not worth it, they're not capable, they're not lovable, and listen to your own heart and live from that place of passion. Get the stories swept away from you and open your heart to be present. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I will share with you, you know, a little bit about me, you know, because I can totally relate to this, right? Because obviously I'm female. And as you know, when puberty comes, you then get hormones. And I feel sorry for my dad, right? Because, you know, puberty <laughs> had two girls, a wife, you know, so the house was literally, you know, reeking with estrogen. And, you know, you then get irritable at every little moment you're screaming right. out it. And it's like, you know, so in my early 20s, you know, one day I was like, you know what? So I'm not religious, but I, I'm spiritual, right? So I said to myself, I said, Lord God, please help me to not be just lose my temper so easily and not um, lose and just shout at people over the smallest irritating thing that they do. Yes. Not transfer right. of aggression, but you know one of those ones where your hormones are there and you just can't help yourself and you're like, oh, why are you being such an idiot sort of thing, right? And so I remember one, and this is really significant because I always, always remember it and it sort of helps me. So one time, you know, someone was doing something, right? And I was mad, right? And yes. then it was almost like I was having an out-of-body experience as well. And that's why I said it felt like when you were talking about your friend. Sure. And I, it was like my body was going, so Shakilola, you remember that time where you were praying to not lose your temper? Well, guess what, right? God is not going to come from heaven and tell you to not lose your temper. Here is a prime example of an opportunity for you to not lose your temper. So I just mm -hmm. kept quiet. I was just looking at this person. I didn't even say a word. I didn't utter a word. And I just kept quiet. And from that moment on, I've been able to take, you know, better control of situations where I'm like, oh, really? Okay, I'll just keep quiet and I'm just going to watch you. So, yes, it is doable. You just... Yes. Yes, but here's the secret. The secret is that so you can, you know, call it God. I call this the watcher, your self-awareness, your witness, consciousness, whatever it is. But here's the important thing is you need to practice that developing that self-awareness as a muscle in the good times. So notice, oh, how I'm feeling so joyful connecting with my friend right now, or notice how I'm feeling uh, uh, relaxed and peaceful when I'm cooking in the kitchen. 
it's a question of developing the noticing muscle in the good times so that when the shit hits the fan and you start to get angry and lose it, you have that same muscle as a reflex that says, oh, now notice, Sekulola, that now you're getting angry. So step back from that and, and observe it. Just as you ask for you know, the power from God to help you or whomever, you can develop that muscle yourself and develop it in the good times so that's that you, you can actually cultivate that and, and use it. That's one piece of the formula. That's the awareness, the A. The H, because it spells A-H-A for aha in the book. The A is awareness. The H is your heart. Really spend some time diving down into your heart. What am I passionate about truly in this life? And I don't just mean I'm passionate about like walking in nature, for example. Yes, you're passionate about walking in nature, but why? When you really dig down, it's because there's some kind of inner peace there. And a lot of us are looking for that inner peace. So if you dive into your heart, spend some time separately with your heart piece. So you have your awareness, the A, your heart, the H part, and then the last A is action. A-H-A. If I use self-awareness and my heart together, I can step into powerful, intentional, conscious action and create these little aha moments that are going to shift my life to become more magnificent. And there you have the MQ formula. So I'd say that wraps up most of that. And it's in the book and called Ignite Your Magnificence on Amazon in the UK and everywhere. And I invite you and your listeners to uh, have a look at it and download on Kindle, what have you. And um, hopefully uh, it'll help a little bit in some parts. No, fabulous. That was quite, you know, it's quite lovely having you and chatting with you and learning about your book. And I think you've actually, you know, sort of summarized it very well. So it's, I hope someone's listening, you know, has found it intriguing enough to go and, you know, find out more um, about it. But if anyone wants to connect with you, um, how do they do that? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, you can go on Facebook, Z Newell. Just put that in the letter Z uh, just by itself. And on uh, znewell.com is my website, which you'll see has a lot of business stuff on there, but you can click on the books link. Um, and uh, Instagram, uh, I'm not a big Twitter person. So, but yes, I'd love to connect. Sure. Okay, fabulous. Well, everybody, you've heard the um, gentleman, Z Newell, talk about his new um, quotient, uh, Magnificent Quotient, which is basically you trying to be a better version of yourself as opposed to you comparing yourself to someone else. So remind us again, what's the title of your book? Ignite Your Magnificence. So there you have it, Ignite Your uh, Magnificent. Um, you know, if you found what, you know, Zeniol has said so far interesting, then you're welcome to go check it out via your regular book retailer or Amazon. Um, well, everyone, um, it's come to that time of the day where I have to kick Zeniol out of the virtual cafe. Um, and hopefully we will connect with him sometime in the future. Um, and everyone listening, it's me, Shagilola Salami, and it is the Shagilola Salami Show. Bye now.